Welcome to The Hardcore Truth, where we discuss society, politics, and whatever else comes to mind. I'm your host, Rusty. Thanks for listening. Well, everybody, it's another week. It's another Sunday. So you know what that means? It's time for everybody's favorite libertarian podcast with me, Rusty. So um, I'm going to go ahead and then start this episode like I typically do. want to go ahead and um, thank each and every one of you who take the time out of your busy lives to listen to this little podcast and just listen to whatever rant that I have picked out for the week and just, you know, run with it. Um, it really means a lot to me that you guys do this. And uh, as long as you guys keep listening and enjoying the topics that uh, that I discuss and everything, I'll keep doing it. So I just wanted to go ahead and say thank you for that. You guys are amazing. And uh, I'll keep doing this as long as you uh, are willing to listen. So just wanted to go ahead and say that. So um, I know that uh, I also say this. Um, this episode is going to be a little different. We're actually going to shift focus off of American politics this week. Now, a lot of you are probably sitting there going, well, wait a minute. What's the show going to be about? Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. This is still about politics. However, like I said, it's not about American politics. We're actually going to shift our attention north to our neighbors in Canada. So I don't know if any of you know this or not, but 22 innocent people lost their lives in Nova Scotia, okay, by a crazed psychopath who decided for whatever reason he was going to take the lives of these people. And it's tragic. No one, and I absolutely mean no one, has the, has the right to take another person's life for no reason whatsoever. None. Absolutely not. It is disgusting. It's despicable. It's something that should not ever happen. But unfortunately, it does happen. The main reason why it does happen is because criminals don't follow laws. Okay, now where I stand on laws, being a libertarian, the there are common sense laws. There are things like, you know, you don't have the right to kill someone. Unless if it's out of self-defense. That's the biggest and most important thing there is. But outside of that, what we saw, what we saw here, this was an execution for whatever the reason is. And it seems like they, the Canadian authorities are keeping kind of a tight lip on this, on, on the motives of why this occurred. They're not even talking about what weapons were used in this slaying. Okay. So I really, this this episode is really important because we need to pay attention to what's happening to our closest neighbors. So let's go ahead and dive into the episode and break this down bit by bit and talk about things that are occurring with some opinion involved with this because let's face it, I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> so <clears throat> we always hear from some people in this country, and even our politicians, about how great the government in Canada is. We always hear about how wonderful their socialized health care is, how forward-thinking their government is, and how life in general seems to be better than it is here. But what they're not telling you, what you're not being told, is how restrictive the government there actually is. Okay, So since this slaying has happened in Nova Scotia, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau further tightened the grip around Canadians' necks with a massive gun bill. In the wake of this mass shooting in Nova Scotia that claimed the lives of 22 people, Mr. Trudeau made the sale, transport, import, and use of 1,500 variants of, quote, assault weapons, end quote. He made it illegal. Just, just straight up, just across the board, made it illegal, okay? And if you're much like me and have a knowledge of firearms and, and a pretty extension knowledge of firearms, there is no such thing as an assault weapon, okay? If you have an IQ higher of that than an ant, you know there's no such thing as a, 
an assault weapon. There's no category, there's no group of firearms that are designated 100% assault weapons. Anything can be used as an assault weapon. It's not just a gun, okay? I mean, let's be honest here. That was a moniker that was invented by anti-gun people to make them sound a lot scarier than they actually are. Because let's face it, at least here in the United States, it is damn near impossible for you to own a fully automatic rifle. You have to have special licensing in order to have it. You have to go through very, very extensive background checks in order to get get a fully automatic weapon if you can get it. Okay, so it's not like you can just go to a gun store and buy an M4. Okay? It's just something it's just something you can't do. The normal average person cannot own a fully automatic rifle. And even still, I mean it, it's it's not an assault weapon. But I digress. There's everybody's favorite word. <laughs> But he also did something kind of interesting with this, Mr. Trudeau did. He did something very interesting about this. Um, even though that he passed this sweeping ban of 1,500 variants of, quote, assault weapons, <clears throat> he, made, he made the point of saying that most gun owners are law-abiding citizens And he claims that, quote, assault weapons serve no beneficial purpose. Okay. So right then and there, he contradicted himself. In in one breath, he said that, okay, all all these firearms are now illegal. Okay. They, you can't have them. You can't sell them. You can't transport them. You cannot import them. You can't even use them. They're banned. You're not allowed to have them because you're not you're not able to be trusted to have them. But in the next breath, he says that um, most gun owners in Canada are law-abiding citizens. So if you were to take his words and actually break them down and look at it, like I said, he contradicted himself. If most gun owners in in, in Canada are law-abiding citizens, then why ban 1,500 different types of, quote, assault weapons, end quote? It's an interesting thing. If this was actually about safety then he would know that criminals are not law-abiding citizens. They're not going to follow the law. They're not going to even listen to it. They're just going to completely disregard it. And another thing, if, if he really wants to push this, if he would have done any kind of research or any kind of actual thinking on this, he would know, he would take example from the United States that sweeping gun laws do not work. In fact, it does very, very, very little in curbing violence. It hasn't in the United States. Look at places like Chicago. Look at places like Baltimore. LA. Places like this. So the, These states have some of the strictest gun laws in the United States, but yet criminals are still able to get these types of firearms and they are still able to rack up the body count with their crimes. It is important to point out at this point in time, this is early on and I want to make, I want to make this point very clear to you guys. It is important important to point out that Canada does not protect its right to bear arms the way the United States does. In fact, there's nothing in their Bill of Rights that guarantees its citizens its right to bear arms. Nowhere. 
Um, but owning firearms is still a popular is still popular. Even so, in the rural parts of, of the country, the argument made by Mr. Trudeau is the same made here by the left, insisting that one does not need an AR-15 to hunt. Another politician who knows nothing about firearms passing laws about firearms. This obviously isn't only an issue here in the United States. Like I said, he's using the same argument that the left here uses about AR-15. You don't you do not need an AR-15 to, to hunt a deer. That's not the intended purpose of an AR-15. That's not the intended purpose on why these weapons are made available. Think about it. Do people use AR-15s to hunt? Of course they do. Of course they do. Not many, but people still use them. But the round that goes into an AR-15 is actually a very popular round. But even still, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The purpose of firearms such as these are not for hunting anyways. Is to be able to put the average citizen on an, an even playing ground with a tyrannical government. Yes, I understand. Governments have and, and militaries have fully automatic weapons. And it's absolutely, absolute insanity to go up against said entities with a semi-automatic rifle. But it still gives you a fighting chance. You're not going up against a tyrannical government with 22s and a shotgun. That is just not going to happen. This absolutely gives you somewhat of a play, a, a level playing field. So the point here is, folks, th- this isn't about public safety. Not at all. Because if this was about public safety... His administration, his government would be harder on criminals. But instead, he takes a play right out of the out of the political left here in the United States playbook. Don't attack criminal, but go after the people who are res- or who are responsible gun owners. Let's make it harder for them to defend themselves. But do nothing at all about uh, about the the criminal activity or the criminals. Because like I said before, they can pass all the gun bans they want. Hell, they could even ban guns if they want to. It's still not going to stop criminals or people who are willing to take innocent people's lives from getting weapons. It's not going to stop them. So the only thing that, that they're accomplishing here is taking away the right of someone to, to be able to defend themselves against people like this. This right here, what we're seeing right here, is a government utopia realized. This is something that the left, in quite a there's some Republicans as well in this country frothing at the mouth. This is something that they have been trying to do here for years. Yes, I understand. I know, you know, with the, with the Brady Bill and everything like that. Yeah, I understand that. But this is a massive ban. This is 1,500 different variants of firearms that are just flat out banned in the country. Flat out banned. There's something else that I'm about to get into too that I, I that is interesting because of the way it's worded. And my source for all of this is BBC News. This is this is a hundred percent reported by the BBC News. Hundred percent. So let's be clear. 
Any loss of life by the hands of a madman is tragic and unnecessary, but punishing law-abiding law-abiding citizens for the actions of those who are willfully and without remorse break the law is not the answer. It's not punishing law-abiding citizens because there are there are those who are will, willingly and unremorsefully going to break the laws and take lives, you cannot compare the two. So why are you punishing law-abiding citizens for the actions of criminals? Why? It's madness. It doesn't make any damn sense. Much like American uh, politicians, Mr. Trudeau isn't about to let a good crisis go to waste. We've talked about this in a past episode. And again, it seems like Mr. Trudeau is taking a page out of the uh, left's handbook here. Well, I mean, if you think about it, he's much like them. He's progressive, right? This ban was initially planned for March. So this was already in the works before this happened. Okay, this was something that was that was in his realm in his little scope here way before that this tragic tragic incident in Nova Scotia took place remember this was supposed to be enacted in March this was supposed to be passed in March but it was put on hold because of uh, the covid-19 outbreak thus allowing him to enforce this ban to the extreme. Okay. Stay with me now. Because it gets a little. It gets more interesting than this. Okay. So. Supposedly. Licensed owners. Would have their. Uh, their uh, firearms grandfathered in. Meaning that you know. They they had their firearms for years. And everything like that. They're, they're law abiding citizens. They've never had anything criminal go up against them. So they were allowed to keep their firearms, right? But Mr. Trudeau had previously promised back in March, previously promised the gun, a gun buyback program that he introduced with this ban. And it would be mandatory. Now, again, it seems to me that Mr. Trudeau here has a pattern of contradicting himself. Okay? So, let's look at it again. Okay? Let's read this again. So, um, typically, or not typically, I'm sorry. Um, supposedly, licensed, licensed owners would have their firearms grandfathered in. Okay? Which means there were they were fine. They were okay. Everything was good, right? But Mr. Trudeau had previously promised a gun buyback program that he introduced with this ban, right? And it would be mandatory. So right there, he's saying, you've had your guns for a long time. You don't have to turn them. You don't have to do anything. You're fine. But however... This gun buyback program is mandatory, so I don't know what to tell you. Right there, that that creates a problem. Because if these people who have had their firearms, you know, legally licensed firearms, grandfathered in, supposedly, but there's a mandatory gun buyback, if they don't turn those firearms in... What would happen to those people? I could guarantee you they would probably have their firearms um, confiscated and they'd probably be arrested for breaking the law. So right there, it's a catch-22. He's got you right there. Because he's saying one thing, but he totally means another thing. It's the old switch and bait. Okay? Or bait and switch, I'm sorry. It's the whole bait and switch. That's what this is here. He has not not yet confirmed if the buyback program would be voluntary, but reiterated 
that the program would have to be supported by other parties. So here we see the same kind of doublespeak from a politician in this country um, as we do there. It's the same doublespeak. They must have a school that they all go to to learn doublespeak. Because like I said to you previously, he's saying one thing, but he means another thing. It's up to you to figure out what actually the law is here. Get it? It's not about safety. It's about control. Much like here in the United States, when politicians talk out of both sides of their mouths. I thought it was just uniquely here in the United States that politicians do that. But unfortunately, it seems that our neighbors to the north are going through the same exact thing that we do when it comes to our politicians. So... Unfortunately, this ban has nothing to do with safety, as I've stressed before. It has nothing to do with safety of the citizens of Canada, but it, it's all about further keeping them under, under control and under the thumb of his rule without the possibility of fighting back against a tyrannical government such as his. Once again, we see government taking away the right and ability to defend oneself in the name of security. And that's all this is. That's all this is. Now, I did stress, I did stress to you, Canada does not have a Second Amendment like we do. In fact, they don't have a guaranteed right to bear arms. So it makes it that much more harder for folks in Canada to say no. But I'm going to get into that in a second. Okay? Building it up here, folks. <clears throat> I got I got to keep you on the line somehow, right? <laughs> so, um it, basically what we're seeing here, it it's the same tyranny but with a different name. That's all this is. And each and every time we see an event of mass violence, we never hear that the ones who perpetrated the violence are the ones and only them are held responsible. It's always a lecture on how firearms are the problem and how we need stricter laws or an outright ban. With a government that's all too willing to put these bans in effect, this makes responsible gun owners left defenseless and with a stigma. I covered this with red flag laws. I did, a, I did an episode on that. This is the same thing. Instead, here it leaves those who are responsible and those who wouldn't would not willingly take a life it leaves them naked and defenseless with 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 bands like this it puts a target on good people's backs this has nothing I'm not I'm not talking about class or anything like that. I'm talking about people who would never willingly go out and take someone's life just for the hell of it. These bands are not are not to keep guns out of the criminal's hands. That's not the purpose of this. The whole purpose of bans like this are to take the guns out of people's hands. Period. Because then a, a, a government can do whatever they want to its citizenry. They can do whatever they want. Because what, is, what, what do the people have? 
to defend their their rights. And this isn't this isn't a uniquely American. This is not a, a uniquely American thing. Rights are rights. Period. It doesn't matter if you're Canadian. It doesn't matter if you're American. It doesn't matter if you're English, German, whatever. It doesn't matter. Mexican. It it, it doesn't matter. South American. It doesn't matter. We have rights. We all have rights. Point blank. We all have rights. And with bands like this, when they when the government comes in and says, you're not allowed to have this, you have to give it to us. And they come and take it. Once they get past that, once they disarm a population, they can do whatever they want after that. Because who's going to stand up to them? Now, I would like to think that, you know, there are some in Canada. There are some up there. Some of our neighbors up north would be smart and bury their firearms. In fact, I can guarantee you there would be. You're meaning to tell me that there isn't, you know, there isn't a prairie boy boy out in uh, Saskatchewan burying burying his rifle somewhere. You mean to tell me that there's no, you know, there's no good old boy in the high lonesome in Alberta stashing his guns away? No. What about you know? What about the folks, uh, the good folks up in the uh, Northwest Territory? You don't think they're going to be stashing their firearms away? Come on, man. You got to be outright stupid and naive to believe that that's not going to happen. Because all they got to say is, I don't have firearms. They got lost. Lost them in a horrible boating accident. Couldn't tell you where they are now. Probably sitting at the bottom of a lake somewhere. Honestly. And at that point, whoever they send out, whether it's the um, whether it's the uh, provincial um, police department or the RCMP, whoever, how are they going to how are they going to prove that they don't have these firearms? How are they going to prove you know well this is what you did? You can't prove it because they don't have them. Like I said, people are a lot smarter than you than than what government gives credit. I can tell you that right now. So I can guarantee you, with all this that's going on right now, and I I could tell you, folks from the regions that I just, you know, that I just listed, Northwest Territories, Alberta, Saskatchewan, you really think they're going to allow an Eastern boy to tell them what to do? I highly doubt that. Highly doubt that. It's just, it's crazy. It's 100% insane. Like, <laughs> it just is. Now, you know, I, I don't claim to be an expert on Canadian law. I am no expert. I find these stories, and I find as much facts as I can. And I all I do is present you folks with these facts, with my own opinion. And being, not being a citizen of Canada, not living there, I've been there quite a few times. And I can tell you, the people are very friendly. And it's beautiful up there. But they have the same problem that we do here in the United States. In fact, they have worse. They have an overreaching, tyrannical government. That I can tell you, that there is a good, very good portion of the population up there who cannot stand it. Well, we've always had a very good relationship with Canada. I mean, you know, after the whole Revolutionary War and War eighteen twelve bit, yeah, okay. Um, but we've always had good relations with them, and like I said, they're some of the most friendly people that you'll ever meet. 
And I can guarantee you they're sick and tired of being pushed around by their government. I'm sure they are sick of it the same way we here in the United States are sick of it. So let's get into an interesting part of the show, okay? I did do a little bit of research into Canadian law here, all right? And like I said before, um, Canada does not have um, the same ability to be able to, to um, access our rights, uh, their right to firearms the way we do, okay? So, but I found this interesting here. So, according to Section 1, Article A of the Canadian Bill of Rights, the right of the individual to life, liberty, security of the person, enjoyment of property, and the right not to be deprived thereof except by due process of law. This is very interesting. This is very, very interesting. It's very important, too. If this in it, if this is, in fact, the scope and purpose of the right of individual rights, then how would one be able to defend it? How would you be able to defend this without being able to defend it? It's a very important thing that I'm sure this has been brought up. I'm very sure. You know, some redneck in the United States talking about Canadian politics who doesn't even live in Canada. I cannot be the only one who saw that and put these two things together. I'm sure there have been plenty of good folks in Canada who have done the same thing that I just did right now who asked that question. Because here in America, the saying goes, without the Second Amendment, you cannot have or protect the first. And that is very true. That is 100% true. So the same question goes for our Canadian neighbors up north. And I feel, and I'd like to think, that this has been asked. In fact, I'm very sure that it has. It's just, it's common sense, folks. It's common sense. So if the Canadian Bill of Rights states that, how are you supposed to be able to defend it if you have nothing to defend it with? How is their government going to say, okay, people, you're not allowed to have firearms anymore? Okay, well, as stated before, criminals don't obey the law. So if somebody were to break in my house and they have a firearm and I have nothing to defend myself, my family, my property, what am I supposed to do? Just let them take it from me? Kill my family? A gun in hand is quicker and better than the police on a telephone. That's another popular saying. Not taking it, you know, I'm not saying anything negative about anybody here. But this is a very important question. Or is it a very important um, statement to be made? What Mr. Trudeau needs to understand is that the people of Canada do have a right to defend themselves. And that he is only a politician and not a king. He's not. He's a prime minister. He's not a king. So why is it up to him? Much like our government here in the United States, why is it up to them? Why do they get to decree if we're able to defend ourselves and how we do it? It's not up to them. It's up to us. It's up to the individual. And like I said, the same thing goes for the Canadian uh, folks. They should have every avenue and any access to any means in order to defend themselves. Not only to defend themselves, 
but to defend their individual right to life, liberty, security of the person, and enjoyment of property. Says it right in their uh, Bill of Rights. Right there, plain as day, black and white. The right for one's self-defense is paramount to one's right to security and liberty per the Canadian Bill of Rights. I just said this. I'm repeating it. I know. It speaks to this right in the bill itself. To deny the citizens of Canada these rights is a direct violation of their Bill of Rights. And if Mr. Trudeau is willing to trample upon these rights, then he should be held Accountable, just like the United States government should be held accountable for taking our rights away. Like I said, this isn't just uniquely an American problem. Apparently, this is also a Canadian problem, too, because they're dealing with the same many of the same things that we are dealing with here. As I have stated, a tyrannical government who is more than willing to take your rights away. Why? Well, to keep you dumb and happy, of course. That it's it's to keep you uncontrolled. It's it's to keep you on a tighter leash. That's the whole purpose of this. And it really makes me sick to my stomach and it makes me sad for the people of Canada who have to go through this stuff because it pisses me off here in the United States. But the one thing that we have that the folks in Canada don't is the Second Amendment. They could pass all the gun bills they want. But we're going to keep our firearms. And there's not a damn thing that these bastards in D.C. can do about it. Unfortunately, in Canada... There's something that their bas- those bastards in Toronto can do. And they will. And they're trying to do it now. And it seems like, much like in the United States, as I've said, they are scapegoating. They're using a crisis. They're using a tragedy to do this. Just like in the United States. Never let a good crisis go to waste. And that's what Mr. Trudeau is doing right now. With this. As I pointed out before. It is fact that Canada does not have an amendment to protect its right to bear arms. But it is recognized that citizens do have firearms and are generally responsible owners of such. Massive gun bans, as proven here in the United States, actually do nothing in the way of curbing crime. And that criminals will still find a way to get firearms to commit crimes because criminals do not follow the law. The only people that these laws impact are law-abiding citizens and makes them more vulnerable to criminals. I don't know how many times I have to repeat this, but I'm going to repeat it until I'm blue in the face. I am going to repeat it over and over and over and over because we know this and I'm not naive to think that those in power don't know this. They absolutely know this, but it doesn't matter to them. Because I, as I've said, this has nothing to do with public safety. It has nothing to do with protecting the people. No, no. It all has to do with taking away your right to defend yourself against them. Because once they try to become little despots, once they, be, once they 
try to become little dictators. They know for a fact, at least in this country, we'll put them down. We will put them in their place. We've seen it. We've seen it. So, to Mr. Trudeau, I say this. If you wish to protect the people of Canada and its provinces, then allow them to be able to protect themselves. Stop this draconian rule and let the people be free to live their lives with liberty, security, and with their individual rights. Stop trying to be a king. Stop it. If you actually gave a damn about the Canadian people, you would allow them to a point to govern themselves. It isn't right what you're doing. It's not right what they're doing here to us in the United States with with laws like this. It's not right in your country either. And it should stop. Yes, I understand. Innocent people lost their lives. So punish those who did that to those people. Law-abiding citizens, responsible gun owners are not the enemy. They're not the ones to be blamed. So why punish them? Why paint them with the same brush as you would do with criminals? These people who are law-abiding citizens are not criminals. These people are sports enthusiasts who enjoy target shooting. They're hunters. It doesn't matter why they have these firearms. They are responsible. They're not going out mowing innocent people down with, you know, down with them. But you are painting these people with the same brush who did this in Nova Scotia, who did this in Toronto. These are not the same people. Mr. Trudeau, you do not have a gun problem in your country. Much like the United States, you have a mental health problem. And that's what this is. Gun owners are not to blame. So stop blaming them because that's all you're doing. You could dress it up and you could fancy it up any way you want. It doesn't matter. Because in the end, you're only painting law-abiding citizens as criminals. And that's something you shouldn't do. I don't understand why governments like to challenge its citizenry. I, I don't I don't know why. Maybe it's a power thing. Maybe it goes to their head. I, I don't know. But one of these days, much like here in the United States, with us and our government, People in your country, they're going to get tired, much like we are. We're going to get tired of governments such as yours and such as ours, constantly telling us what we can and can't do, what we can and can't have, what we can and can't say, what we can and can't read. We're going to get tired of it. Again, I'm not calling for any kind of international revolution. But what is right is right. And what we need to do. And anybody who values liberty and values their rights need to stand up and take a stand for them. 
and tell these governments and tell these politicians, you work for us. We don't work for you. That's what needs to happen. And that's, I strongly believe that. There's a storm rising in the north. It is. Because as I've said, they're going to get tired of it too. Much like we're tired of it here. And when that happens, it's never a good thing. Well, at least for them. Because they're shown real quick about how little we care about them. So, like I said on on the onset of this episode, I am no expert in Canadian law. All I do is find stories and present you with facts, and then I, then you guys are able to put together what you want with it. Um, I add in my opinion. Whether you agree or whether you don't, that's fine. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. What I try to do here is I try to give you guys information on what's going on around us. And I felt that this was very important because, like I said, there are are some in this country and even in, in our government who rave about how great the government is and, and, um, Canada and there are people who talk about how we should be more like Canada Canada this Canada that like I said Canada is a great country it's beautiful the people are nice you know it's I'm not downing Canada at all I've been to Canada multiple times and enjoyed it every time I went enjoy talking to the people you know, seeing the sights. Um, it, it's it, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful country. Um, and I think that these people deserve a government that's going to work with them, not against them. And same here in the United States. You know, it's we all deserve to be free. That's what it boils down to. So, that being said, just keep an eye out on what's going on, because, like I said, they um, there you know, the, there's folks here in this country who uh, who look at Canada as a model, and I wouldn't be too surprised. If the government here in the United States will attempt the same thing as what Mr. Trudeau just did in Canada. It wouldn't surprise me at all because it's always talked about how, you know, they always talk about the necessity of of um, the Second Amendment here in the United States. Do we actually need it anymore? Hell yeah, we do. <laughs> that That's something we're never going to give up. Whether you like guns or don't like guns. Nobody's saying that you have to like guns. Okay? Nobody's forcing you to like them. However, it doesn't give you the right to dictate other people's lives. It don't. It's as simple as that. So with that, you know, like I said, I felt that it was important that I talk about this because I wouldn't be, like I said, I I wouldn't be surprised if they attempt this here. So with that being said, um, that brings us to, you know, the end of this episode. Uh, I really don't have a whole lot more to say on the, on the subject. Uh, I, 
presented you with uh with facts and uh what's going on there mixed in with my opinion as I do in every episode so um I guess we'll try to cover this as more because I really want to see what goes on with this alleged um uh buyback program that he's going to try to uh to push on his citizens um and really see if uh what he said about um those uh who are grandfathered in what it really what I'm really going to try to st- try to follow this story and see if he actually goes back on that which He's a politician, so the answer to that is most likely yes. Um, so maybe there will be a part two to the story. I don't know. Um, like I said, you know, I'll keep uh, I'll keep an eye out and uh, check in with it and see uh, see what goes on. But um, I kind of des- you know kind of figured that uh, everybody deserves a break about uh, what was going around uh, going on around us with this whole coronavirus thing and I really wanted to talk about something different and uh try you know try to keep things interesting so that way we're not just talking about the same thing over and over and over because we're inundated every day bombarded with the same thing we hear it on tv we hear it on the radio is you know COVID-19 this COVID-19 that and I really wanted to do something different for this episode. So hopefully it turned out all right. And hopefully it didn't turn into a gigantic train wreck. Um, I did the best I could, you know, like I said, I'm no expert on Canadian, um, uh, government in, uh, Canadian laws. So hopefully it was still entertaining and hopefully it was, uh, still knowledgeable and I hope uh, everybody got something out of it. So, but that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, another week, you know, crossed off on the calendar and uh, another show. So until um, next week, you know, look out for one another. Be good to one another. And uh, keep your nose to the air and your ear to the ground. Until next week, I will talk to you then. Y'all have a good week. Rusty out.